Well, so in the Haggadah, there is an overwhelming theme that's brought down in Chazal, brought down by in the Gemara, in the Talmud, in other places, that we when that on on Pesach night, but they say that we're maschal begnos on Messiah Meshvach. Right? This is a we 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 begin with negative, with a negative, with a gnos, with the derogatory, with with a bad, and we're Messiah, and we end off with a shvach, with the praise and or the joy, with good things. So that's the overwhelming theme throughout the Haggadah. We find this during the process of the Haggadah. We have we have. We have karpas, we have yachats, right? Karpas is dipping into salt water, yachats is taking the whole thing and breaking it. Then Magi goes through the whole um, bondage in, in, in Egypt, in Mitzrayim. And then we get into, after the, the Shulchanan, after the meal, then we get into Halal and Yerzah, then we get into the joy. That's the whole overwhelming, that's the, the broader Haggadah. Then in, in the details, we have. We have, um, we have in Magad itself, the beginning of Magad, right, is Avada Meinu, the Pyre of Mitzrayim. We were the slaves of Pyre. And it tells us that Metchila, of the Avada Zar, we were, we were, our forefathers also served the Avada Zar, right? Tarach, the father of Avram, Avram himself, until he, he saw, until he had clarity in, in Hashem. He also served the Zara. He also served idols. So we are expressing that we began, you know, not not righteous. We began, you know, doing the, doing the wrong things. And then, as we go through the through the through the Magad, through the secret system, trying through this commandment to say over the story of of the Exodus from Egypt, we talk about suffering and all the different sufferings in Egypt, and then we talk about. Um, which is the suffering of the Jews throughout the generations, and then we go on to and Hashem took us out, and 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 we had a Rosh We got this amazing um, um, inheritance, or what do you what do you, what do you call it? Um, um, wealth, riches from the Bezos Yam, from the from the Egyptians, from the, from the from the sea, and then we went to get the Torah, and then that was the climax of this whole story: is is getting the Torah by Har Sinai. So we see this theme again there, and then if you go even deeper, we see the theme in in Manishtana. What's Manishtana? The first. What are the four questions? Right. The first question is matzah. Second question is marar. Right? Yeah. Matzah, Mara. Then we get into dipping and leaning. So the, the you know, all the Mepharshim, all the, all the commentaries explain that the, these two are in two specific categories. Matzah and Mara are on the one side associated with slavery, associated with Avdas. Matzah is lechem aini, is poor man's bread. <coughs> it's bread that they used to eat in Mitzrayim because they wouldn't the, their masters would not, you know, care to let the bread rise. They give them matzah, and also, poor people eat matzah because it supposedly it satiates them for longer. So, it's considered a poor man's bread. It's considered a bread of slavery. Um, the next one is mar. Mar is considered <coughs> right. It's it, we eat mar to remember the bitterness of of the 
of the slavery, of the, of the exile in Egypt. And the next two are, are matbilin, um, dipping, and leaning, right? So why do we ask these four questions? We ask these four questions so the child, right, the child's asking these questions means that we do them, in order, we, right, the reason why we do them, we do these things, is in order for the child to ask, right? We dip, we, we do all these strange things in order for the child to ask. If, if we do these things right, in order for the children to ask, what, what, are, the, what are the children, what, why are the children asking? Because they're strange, right? What, what's strange about them? People who, who so the, the, the Mepharshim explain that, who leans, right? The, the kings, right? free people, but it means more than free people. It means the, you know, the, the, the kings or the aristocrats. Mm-hmm. They're the ones who lean on, on their side. And they're the ones who dip. We see this clear, again, again, we see this clear divide between the first two questions, right? Being simonim of avdas, simonim of slavery, and the second two questions being simonim of cheres, being indica- indicators, indications of, sorry, I mean, yeah, indications of cheres. Isn't, yeah. isn't the saltwater reminiscent of the tears of slavery, though? Isn't that like an aspect it of it? It is a very, very, very good question. No, I'm going to ask, that was going to be my next question. Yeah. So this is the end, this is that. Just, I'm just, I, the first thing I, want, I was trying to do is bring out this idea that we see throughout the Haggadah, throughout, from, in, from the beginning of, until the end, from the beginning of Magad until the end of Magad, right? And then from the beginning of Manashtana until the end of Manashtana, and every single aspect, however, which, however many layers you, under, you uncover, you're going to find this theme of, of the beginning being something negative and ending, ending being something positive. Um, and then the next question is, is what, what you're asking, Andrew. Is what is there seems to be in addition to to that there seems to be many many contradictions within the say there of the within the order within the what within the minhagim that we do on, on Pesach and the example the first example the obvious example is karpas what's karpas on the one hand the child's noticing that it's strange what's he noticing because we know that karpas is something that we do as bnechayon as three people. But on the same time, at the same time, why are we dipping a potato or whatever? You, what do you guys do? A parsley and potato. Parsley potato. Why do we dip in salt water? We dip in salt water because we're commemorating. We're right. We're we are remembering the, the the bitterness, this the salty tears or the bitterness of 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 the work of the of the of the, of the slavery in Egypt. So that's a that's a that sounds like a contradiction. We're on the one hand remembering. The slavery, on the other hand, we're dipping because that's something that's supposed to be, you know, a free man, a free, something that a free man does. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with the mar and the haroses. We're dipping the mar into the haroses, but the mar represents bitterness, and the haroses represents the the cement and the br- or the bricks or some combination of the two that the that the Jews were forced to build. Right, so we're taking these two items that are bitter, and supposed to remind us of this of this of the slave labor, and then we're we're doing an action of 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 freedom. Right. It's a contradiction, and we find this in other in other places also. The matzah itself is is that why? What does the matzah represent? I mean, matzah. Is 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 avdas, right? Why? Because it's the Hamayim, right? Right. But it's really not. It's really both. Why? Because what is matzah? Why do we eat matzah pesach? What does the pasuk say? The pasuk says we eat matzah pesach. Why? Because we're escaping. Because the God took us out swiftly, quickly, and they couldn't wait for the dough to rise. That sounds like you know we're commemorating 
the the actual exodus. We're commemorating the the, the God taking us out of Egypt. Where is this anywhere at Lachamoni? In the Haggadah it says Lachamoni. Halachmanya. Halachmanya is. Right, you say that? Yeah. Yeah, Halachmanya. That means hey, Lachmanya. Hey, Lachmanya. Yeah, so that's Aramaic for. But. Ha, that's Lachamoni. I mean, Lachamoni is really just. The piece of it that you say for later, not just the specific matzah. It's referring to the. <coughs> no, he's right. It is referring to also the fact that that the poor man always saves bread for later. Right, he saves it, but because he doesn't know if he's going to have another another right, bite. The whole idea of matzah is the fact that yeah. it fills you up. Like, yeah, but so does bread. It's just not. Yeah, I'm not sure. He has something for a source. No. I, don't, I don't know. Matzah digests slowly. Okay. That's why the people. That's why they save it because it, it sits for longer. It makes you feel fuller than you actually are. It takes your body longer to digest it. So it's meant for poor people for that respect that they can subsist on matzah and bread. The same thing. No, no it's not beaten it's down. Lesser. No, it's, just, it's sort of a lesser food. I mean, isn't, it, isn't it a lesser food? Well, One it, because it's not baguettes. Yeah. Well, also because it's not. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, well, today it's not cheaper to make, but maybe back in the day it was cheaper to make. Mm-hmm. Well, if you, if you didn't have to make it chametz um, free, it would probably be cheaper to make. Matzah is also a, a duality. It's a contradiction. We have this it's it's poor man's bread. On the other hand, it's a it's a um, it's a it's a symbol of of, of, of ula, symbol right. of freedom. Yeah. What's what's the overarching question we're trying to answer here? We're trying to understand what the significance of going from from shva, from trying to understand two things. What's the significance of going from from um uh, um of going from gnus to shvach? Why is that so important? That that's we find that everywhere. The starting off with the gnus. Why don't we just say you know the amazingness of of, of Hashem and and what He did mm-hmm. for bringing us out? What's this? What are we coming out for the gnus? And the second question, which is really the same thing, is why do we? How do we reconcile the fact that so many of the things that we do for a specific purpose also mean the opposite? So we dip in order to show khairas, mm-hmm. but it also means amnus because it's salt water. We eat matzah because it shows the bichipazim, but it also shows the chamani. How, how is it that in the same thing, in the same, in the same thing, the, the same mitzvah that we do, we have both, um, both avdus and khairas. And Pesach is supposed to be khairas. It's supposed to be commemorating right. the, the, the freedom that the Jews had. Another famous question that Hopefully, we're going to be able to use to answer this. There's a very famous question. It says by by Matan Torah when Sinai, God opened up the heavens, right, and Kali, so we're able to see Hashem had a Livna Sapphire. He had this um, sapphire brick under his throne, right? And and the the commentaries explain that this means that he had a that the sapphire brick represented Hashem being with Kali Yisrael, with the Jews in Galas. Right? And the obvious question is that they're standing by Harsinai. They're not in Galas. So why, is, why does God have this brick now? He should have had it, or presumably he had it during the, the, the Galas Mitzrayim, during the, <laughs> during the, the exile of, of Mitzrayim. But why now? What, what, what is he showing Claudius Yisrael by Mount Terra that he has this brick? Like, they're not in exile, right? They are in exile. When the Jews were in 
What, by, by heresy night? Yeah, they're still in heresy strength. Okay. I got that. But they weren't in, in, in suffering or in pain. Right. And the idea of the... It wasn't an Onish call. because really at Harsinai, they were meant to go to Israel really very soon afterwards. It was part of the process. I would say like this. The, the, the book represented, the way the, the, way the Mepharshim say it, is it represented, um, which means that Hashem was carrying the burden of Kal Yisrael. He was with us in the Galas. He was with us through the pain. So, you know... It, what should happen? What, what makes sense? What would make sense was that as God is giving us the Torah, we're becoming one with Hashem, right? Great, that's perfect. So He should resemble what we're doing, which means that we're we're uniting in this, you know, in Hashem giving us a a chelik of Him, which is right, a part of Him, which is the Torah, right? So that's how Hashem should 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 portray Himself, or whatever Hashem's whatever Hashem is going to show us of Himself. It should be some some. Resemblance of of calling soil of the Jews getting the Torah, which is the climax of this whole process, and then taking the Torah and bringing it back to Israel and 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 utilizing the mm. the benefits of the land of, of of Israel and what it what doing the mitzvahs in Israel. Um, why the, that's the that's the ultimate, but the 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 climax of this whole story was was taking place, and during that moment, Hashem has this. Symbol that he is that he is carrying the burden, our burden on his back, so to speak. The altar from Ziv. he says what seems to be very, very, very basic, and he explains this in a, in a beautiful way. He says that in order for when something good happens to somebody. Right? It's good. Right? It's good. When you contrast the good by something evil, by something bad, then that positive good thing becomes that much greater. And that's why Hashem, during this climax, during the height of everything that it was supposed to be, Hashem saying, Getting the, this is all amazing, but you want to know how, even, how, how, how to magnify this to the maximum, how to get the most out of this? I'm going to show you this liveness and supper that I had... When, when you were in Egypt, and we're going to contrast this moment to that moment and say, see where I brought you, see where you came from, and where you are now. And if we think about where we are today, as, as individuals, as people, as growing Jews, as growing um, people, right, as people who are trying to have better relationships and, and be nicer and, and kinder people, we can look at ourselves and say, we're, we're good people, right? But then, hopefully, we can look back, you know, 10 years earlier and say, no, we're, we're, we came a long way. We're significantly more mature, significantly more, you know, caring, significantly kinder, significantly, you know, and we can do this in, in, in we can apply this in any area of life that, we, that we're growing. And when we compare and contrast to, to the ultimate evil, then... That magnifies the the, the, the strength of the, of the good, and this this concept is is sounds so simple, but it's so powerful, and it's part of every single thing, every single it's the, the model of creation, it's the model of, of the world, the way God created the world, right? And the way God created the world was he, God is is again a little little philosophical 
a little bit philosophical, but when God created the world, he cre- he, God is, is good, right? God is 100% good. That is what makes God God. He's a giver. He's good. And right, the famous question would be, if, uh, if, there's a, if God is good, why would he create evil? Why would God create difficulties and challenges? Right? This is a question that you know, every single time you hear one of these people talking about you know, how you know, we shouldn't believe in God because if there was, if there was really a God, why did, why, did, why did bad things happen? Why did bad things happen to good people? Why did bad things happen to bad people? Why did bad things exist? The whole shebang. Right? Mm, yep. So what's the answer to the question? So as simple as this, the author from Kalm says, the answer to that question is, is, is clear. If we understand why Hashem created the world, then the answer is really clear. The reason why Hashem created the world was to reveal His glory, was to reveal the ultimate good, and so that we can connect with the ultimate good. Now, the more there's evil to contrast the good, right, the greater the good looks. And now, if you don't have darkness, you can't have light in, in, the, physical, in the physical realm. So in order for God to, to create something that we as humans can see as light, can see as good, he, needed, he created darkness. And he created evil and he created all these bad things in order to contrast that and, and to shine his, his brightness. And that is the ultimate goal of the world. But that's represented here as, as, as the Jewish nation. In order for the Jewish nation to, to become, to, to get a tire, in order for us to go through this whole process, we first went through the, the evil of Mitzrayim. We experienced what evil is. And then Hashem contrasted that to show us what ultimate good is. And the reason why he did that, the reason why that's so important for the Jews as, as part of us getting the Torah is because in order for us to be, res- to res- to f- be responsible for the Torah, in order for us to feel um, obligated to keep the Torah, it has to come through a place of, of gratitude, of hakara, of recognizing, right, the word hakara satayv, literally means recognizing the good. We have to recognize the fact that Hashem is, is, is doing this all for our good. And Hashem didn't need to create the world, and He didn't need to, right? The, the question that maybe we can ask is, how could it be that, you know, why would Hashem need to feel the need, you know, as it were, to put this whole process, make, um, put the Jews into Egypt and take them out and make all these miracles? Why didn't He just, you know, give us time put us in Israel. Like, why, did, why, was, why all the drama? Why don't they just give us the Torah and then drop us in Israel? And the, re- the reason is that it was, and we need, this needed to happen in order for us to see what evil looks like, to see the contrast, to see Hashem, to see that it's clear, to make it clear to us that there's a purpose and a reason for us to follow God's will, to follow what God expects from us, what God wants from us, in order for us to to, to, to be obligated from a point of, of gratitude of a type to follow Hashem's um, plan for the world. So we take this back to the Haggadah. That, this is the overwhelming theme of Pesach. That's why in the Haggadah it's so important. Every single aspect of it is we begin with G'nai and we, start, we end up with Shvach. Because we're showing this process that, that keeping the Torah is a process. Keeping the Torah is not easy. 
But the way we, we keep in mind, the way we remember and remind ourselves and we motivate ourselves is by recognizing that, that every single um, part of our word is is that we, we, there's evil and there's good and we're, tra- we're transforming, we're, we're, we're moving from the evil to the good.